where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. It is a joy and a privilege to be with you this morning to celebrate this anniversary. And with every celebration comes an invitation. And this morning, we're inviting you to consider the gift of faithfulness. And to consider that where faithfulness is present, God's spirit is present. It has been truly a joy to contemplate faithfulness for the past several months. And the song that we're going to sing after the reflections this morning has been a companion. It's been a companion that I have sung along to and I apologize to Amelia whose our walls are very thin. She's heard it many times. Beth has heard it many times in the house. Randy this morning said to me, I can't sing that song without crying. I can't either. Reflecting on faithfulness, on my faithfulness, your faithfulness, our faithfulness, is something that will be considered by future generations and more immediately by those who are joining this community for the first time or rejoining after a long absence. I came to the conclusion these past months that I want to be remembered for my faithfulness. I'm okay if people say, you know, she was sort of friendly, but she was faithful. Sometimes she moved a little too fast or she interrupted, but she was faithful. To me, that would be high praise. What do you want to be remembered for? And what does UCC Longmont or First Congregational United Church of Christ Longmont want to be remembered for? Our faithfulness to the teachings we practice and the God we praise and proclaim is always in plain sight to those who are looking. Now, I'm not the only one who's been contemplating and pondering faithfulness. Reverend Amelia has as well, and she's going to share some reflections with us. In the Old Testament, especially the Psalms and some of the prophets, God's faithfulness is often expounded upon as being steadfast love. So in Psalm 31, it says, I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love. Or Psalm 25, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep God's covenants and God's testimonies. I think of this kind of steadfast love as being that sort of steadiness, that calm determination that allows a stream of water to shape its way through a mountain and become a canyon. And it starts maybe as a slow trickle and becomes a larger creek and a river and takes on 
something like a discernible direction. And it works its way down, doesn't it? And parts of Colorado have these gorgeous canyons. And so we get to see those and be inspired by those when we are driving or rafting or hiking our way through them. And they fill me with that sense of faithfulness, of steadiness that could change the world over time. On a day like today, when we get to join and celebrate God's steadfast love in the life of a community, it's inspiring in the same sort of way. To think of how a dream became a plan, and then maybe it became a committee, because everything takes a committee, and then it became a community, and it took on its own shape. And we got to join along with it somewhere along the way. And because we are a part of this community, we know that there were ups and downs, that there were challenges and joys and hard decisions and celebrations. And we arrived here today because of that steadfast love of God's presence. But that steadfast love also is evident in how people responded. Throughout all those generations, they rose up with their own faithfulness. And for me, I look forward to getting to be, continuing to be inspired by their work, but also by the work that we are all doing together. And as we celebrate that today, I hope that that is what takes root, what becomes a trickle in your own soul that when we see how people partner with God, the landscape changes. In the landscape where Jesus lived and walked and formed and gathered community upon was one where there were grapevines. And in fact, the, the cover of your bulletin shows um, many grapevines. And it makes me think about how risky it is to plant a vineyard. It starts with a piece of land, right? And then some seeds. And it takes up to three or four years before any fruit is produced. You think about the courage it takes to make that investment of both land and resource, and the vulnerability of the elements that are required for any successful crop. And so the elements of faithfulness that kept coming to me were courage and vulnerability. And in preparation for today, I asked some of the people who had the longest relationship with First Congregational United Church of Christ. So we asked June Thomas when she thought the church was courageous. And she talked about the open and affirming statement. And John Caldwell said the same thing. Some others mentioned the visitors and guests that came through the Lay Clergy Institute and special speakers who came from around the country. 
and how in their time it was very courageous. I also spent some time, a few minutes, with our young people and asked them about courage. And we started by asking, what is courage? And one of our young people said, it's being brave. And another one said, it's doing things that are a little scary. And so I said, well, do you have examples in your life of when you have done something that took courage? And they had two examples. One was moving to another country. And the second person said, trying a front flip. That would be super scary right now. But when I, when I reflected on what our young people had to offer, it occurred to me that metaphorically this is also exactly what courage and faithfulness and vulnerability is. It's literally true, and it's metaphorically true. Moving to another country, developing a completely way of being and living in the world that might be different from those who are around us. Or allowing yourself to go, as we used to say, head over tea kettle, and being flipped upside down that is the gospel of Jesus, isn't it? Flipping the script. And so as I pondered our young people's thoughts and experiences and words, it was clear to me that faithfulness is a mix of courage and vulnerability, often in different proportions. And there's so many examples in the life and teachings of Jesus that demonstrate faithfulness and the elements of courage and vulnerability and where I landed today is in the Gospel of John, a section that's known as the Farewell Discourse. And it covers four chapters, chapter 14 to 17. It's a rather lengthy section where Jesus spoke openly and metaphorically about his relationships, his relationships with God and with the community he was with. And what he wanted to impress upon them was the ways that their relationship would continue even after his death. Said another way, it's a section which outlines a way forward for their particular community and for every community that forms around the teachings and practices of Jesus. It's a way forward for the church that recognizes the concentric circles and the interconnectedness of relationships that do not end. We call it the communion of saints. So all communities that are centered around a commitment to faithfully live in harmony with God's spirit can receive instruction from these words in John's gospel. If you're wondering whether or not you're being asked to be faithful, I think the words that June Thomas shared in her video might be helpful. When asked and when considering how long the open and affirming process took, she said, I thought it was important and I couldn't let it go. 
faithfulness doesn't let us go when we think or we know something is important. And it's that same faithfulness of God that doesn't let us go. So let's listen to these words in chapter 15 of John's Gospel. This is Jesus speaking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love, in my steadfast love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. We're going to turn now to a special guest, a special message that was prepared for us by the Reverend Dr. Anthony Scott, who's going to talk about faithfulness. I'm the Reverend Dr. Anthony Scott. It is my privilege to serve as Associate Conference Minister of the Rocky Mountain Conference of the United Church of Christ. And on behalf of the conference, I bring greetings from the 69 congregations of the conference which are dispersed over 250,000 miles in the state of Colorado, Utah, and Wyoming. On this day in the life of UCC Longmont, it is a privilege to join with you as you celebrate 150 years of faithful and faith-filled service as a worshiping body, of being the church, ambassadors of the presence of God the body of Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. 150 years ago, in 1872, a group of women and men resolved to establish a congregation for the worship of God and the stabilization of a brand new community. While I don't know all the obstacles that those now in the great cloud of witnesses endured, to preserve and to advance this community of faith. I do know that this church survived the toll of two world wars, the Great Flu of 1918, the Great Depression, a destabilizing drought, and the pervasive influence of purveyors of hate, of fear and terror and white supremacy. And why? Why did they do this? Why did they persist in holding together this community? Why were those people insistent that the First Congregational Church of Longmont keep the faith? They couldn't have imagined who you would become. They could not have imagined your radical hospitality. 
making space for low-income housing on your land, they could not have imagined your bold witness as you welcomed raw tools to beat swords, firearms, tools so often used for violence which leads only to death into plowshares. Tools which might be used in the planting and propagation and harvest of life-giving food. They couldn't have imagined your collective discernment and public declaration that God welcomes all people of any age and gender and race and culture, ability, sexual orientation, and so would you. They couldn't have imagined that you would endure yet another pandemic, that you would stand firm yet again in the face of white supremacist rhetoric, that you would be faithful and faith-filled in the midst of a drought of trust and truth, in an epidemic of angst, anxiety, depression, and grief and fear. I encourage you, beloved, continue in the pattern of faithfulness planted in your foundations. Stir up the gift of God which is in you because of the Holy Spirit. Live faithfully into Jesus's coming out moment as recorded in the gospel according to St. Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me God has set me apart to preach the gospel, the, the good news, to the poor. God has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of understanding and compassion to those who refuse to comprehend, to liberate all who are oppressed, to preach the year of Jubilee, I leave you with these words from the one who is faithful and true, the Alpha and Omega, the one who was dead and is alive forevermore as envisioned by John in exile on the Isle of Patmos. Be faithful until death and you will receive a crown of life. Amen.